the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings investments in your retirement, as always, here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And uh, we got a lot to talk about here on the show today. Uh, we, we're going to be doing more, more special coverage on what's happening in the markets, uh, in 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 and what and and where to go from here uh first a couple of announcements we're having some problems with our website uh I, i'm not sure what's going on with that but we we're working to get that cleared up so uh if you want to listen you can go, listen live anywhere in the world by going to uh am 10 just googling am 1070 k and th and they'll, they'll uh you can listen live uh, the show is also recorded, and, and it's going to be on a podcast. We have podcasts of our show uh, on 1070. Typically, they're on Monday. So a lot of things to do. Also, I want to give out our phone number since the website is down. This is, this is the office phone number. If you want to leave me a message, you want to sign up for a report or request an appointment, you can, uh, it's 713-627-0400. That's 713-627-0400. Uh, the Max Out Savings Show is a live show, and so you can also call in on sa- on Saturdays. We we repeat on Sundays. Uh, it, there's been such a demand for the show, and, and so you, if you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. But what, what's going on? What's happening in the world? Uh, a lot, lot is happening. Uh, we've got a very volatile stock market, and we're dealing with the COVID virus. Uh, we, we've been talking about this virus now uh, on the show for uh, a, a month and a half. I think I started uh, talking about I started talking about it in in uh, January, and we sent some tweets out that when China was shut down, that we hadn't seen anything like this since World War II, and uh, and then it's gotten worse. We tried to warn you. We've written about it in our Maxot Savings reports. We've been sending out some actually some weekly updates to the reports trying to keep you up, up to date with what's happening and kind of the dangers. And I was really surprised that Wall Street didn't understand what was happening with, with this virus. And, and it just seemed like it, it, it actually went up. We were warning you. We said, look, be careful. You've got to have cash. You've got to have treasuries, precious metals, money markets, the, those types of things. And um, interestingly, the market even started going up after we started talking. And then it and then, and then I think once it hit Italy, uh, people suddenly realize, oh my gosh, this this is for real, and, and so we're dealing with a uh, a pretty much collapse in, in in asset prices. I mean, there's no no good way to to present what happened this week in the market. It it pretty much fell apart uh, across the board. And to give you some numbers on the S and P 500, it, it's trading at uh, where it was. Back in uh, January of 2018, and um, and then the bot at the bottom, which was yesterday, it was trading were, were August of 2017. 
So people have lost all their gains for the last two years in the market. This is why we've been so cautious on the market. And looking back on this, we've been talking about on the Max Out Savings Show and the Max Out Savings Report, one of the themes we've really, really tried to hit home on is we felt like the market was was completely overvalued. Uh, we pointed out, we presented charts of, of, of market cap to GDP, uh, uh, price to cash flow, uh, price to say all types of things just on every valuation the market was just ridiculously valued and it, yet it kept going up it, and we warned you know, a lot of, of this was was uh, the Federal Reserve and then when the Federal Reserve uh, cut rates last year uh, it, it forced the market even higher and we said this is a bubble be very careful uh, and, and now sure enough that basically everyone that's been in this market is is now in trouble and, and we, when we said probably ten, over, uh, it was over a week ago, probably almost two weeks ago, we felt like it was going to go down to the October, to the December 18 lows, which it, it comes, has come close to that. Now, now, where do we go from here? And we're going to discuss that. Uh, and, the, and the other thing that, that we've warned you about is this corporate debt. We've written just tremendous amounts in the Max Out Savings Reports and talk on the show is, is about corporate debt. And, th- and, th- and why this is important is this is one of the reasons why we've seen this complete uh, fall down in the market. I mean, this has been the quickest route to a bear market in history. I think the only comparison was 1929. Uh, the, the drop has been not on the level of 1929, but, but, but the breadth to drop as quickly as it has. And, and wh- why did that happen? Well, what we had is a very overvalued market. Then we had corporate America. We've been a huge critic of the stock buyback programs, which is it's, it's kind of ironic to me that I've been such a critic of stock buyback programs because 25 years ago, we were talking that companies should buy back stock. I mean, I work with some of the top value investors on Wall Street when I started out in this business, and, and they'd go, why aren't these people buying back stock? The stock is trading at $10. They have $5 a share in cash, and it's at 70% of book. It makes no sense. And it morphed from that into the company's got $10 of debt. The book value is is $5, and, and they're buying, and, they're, and the stock is at $12. I mean, it's just, and they're buying the stock back at $12, two, three times book, taking on debt to do it. And the corporations, many of them took on enormous amounts of debt load. Uh, and what what's happened is in order to buy back stock. And then it, it reached the point of stupidity last year where we had uh, uh, President Trump gave corporations massive tax cuts and rather investing in plant and equipment in the United States. They went in, uh, as we'd hoped, they started buying back massive amounts of stock, pushing the stock market up to record high levels, loading the companies up with debt. And here we are. We have the coronavirus has struck. They don't have any manufacturing plants in the United States because because you could run a capital light structure and ship your plants overseas to some Chinese person. So they're losing access to raw materials, to critical parts. Their supply chains are in trouble. Uh, The the business is collapsing, and they're heavily indebted. Uh, Many of them are heavily indebted. Uh, There's going to be massive numbers of downgrades. And the biggest problem we have out there is, is... is corporate debt. In 2008, I want you to understand this, we had a financial crisis, and we talked about this at the time. On this show, on the Max Out Savings Show, back in in, in a November, December, I think it was no, late November of 2007, we said that, that there was going to be a crisis on Wall Street because of the uh, of the mortgage markets, and we said some investment banks were, were going to fail. I remember driving home thinking I was not going to be allowed on the air the next week. It was so controversial. Yeah, and but here we are today. It's different. Uh, back then, consumers had very high levels of debt. Uh, corporations weren't in bad shape. In mortgage markets, in Wall Street, were heavily levered, and the banks were heavily levered. Now, what we did, and this is an important thing to understand, is we went and cleaned up our banks after the financial collapse in 2008. Our banks are very strong right now. Consumers got religion. They cut their debts back quite a bit. They're working hard. They're saving more money. We started the show because in 2006, they, they had negative interest rates in the United States, negative, excuse me, savings rates. So instead, 
So fast forward today, the consumers learned his lesson. They've been pretty cautious in here. They're reasonably good shape. Our banks have been recapitalized better than any other banking system in the in the in the world. Uh, they've raised capital. They're in good shape. But corporate America went off the deep end with stock buyback programs, uh, closing down plants and moving things overseas. They're the guys that are in trouble. We're doing a lot of research trying to find companies to buy, and I'm really surprised not how many companies. Uh, just have huge amounts of debt. I looked at Live Nation. I, I think it was, uh, uh, what's his name up in, uh, Kubain. Mark Kubain recommended it on CNBC, so I checked it out. And companies got three and a half, they, 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 they sell tickets to, to theaters. So they get uh, to, to arenas, sports events, concerts, things like that. So what happens, they've got these deals. They, they sell the tickets. They take a huge surcharge off of them, as we've seen on when we buy our tickets. They don't have plant and equipment typically. They don't own the marina, the uh, uh, build uh, arenas, and yet they've got three and a half billion dollars worth of debt. You look at the cash flow; they got two hundred two hundred billion dollars in cash flow. Well, how does a company that, quite frankly, it doesn't even have any need for capital, load up on that much debt? And that's just a small example. And quite frankly, they're in much better shape than a lot of companies. So our concern going forward is we want to watch the corporate debt markets. And so we're going to kind of explain this and sort of work through this today, how this affects the market, where we are. Uh, and so that's where we are. At the top of the market, I want you to understand is two months ago, we had record high stock prices, record high valuations. Uh, we had uh, record low, very low interest rates and massive stock buyback programs. Okay, right now, what we have right now is, we have the stock buyback programs have collapsed because every company is scrambling for cash right now. It, it, and, and so now they've purchased a bunch of stock at high prices. Some of these companies that did big stock buybacks last year are being told to raise capital and sell, and, 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 and sell stock here at half the price they bought it for last year. That's what these companies are dealing with. So we have a real problem on Wall Street. And then we have the coronavirus on Main Street. So where do we go from here, and how can you protect your retirement plan? A couple things. Hopefully, you've been listening to the Max Out Savings Show and, uh, and have been able to sit there and, uh, and list follow some of the stuff we've been talking about and understand you know, the dangers to the stock market. Uh, and, and are we over yet? I'm going to talk, is this over yet, and where do we go from here in a minute? A couple other things I want to talk about. By the way, if you've got a question or comment, you can give us a call, 713-339-1070. I'd be happy to answer your questions at 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Savings Show. Okay, so what happened this week in the markets? Um, what we saw was, is it finally dawned on, 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 on Wall Street in Americans that the COVID virus is for real. And what, what that, and so what we had is, is it was pretty much an incredibly volatile week. I mean, we haven't seen this type of volatility almost since, since the 1930s. I mean, this, this week had the most volatility outside of the crash in 87 and, and, and the, and the, uh, the, the volatility in the depression. And to give an example, the stock market actually Friday finished pretty good. It was up 9%. It was down about 9% or 10% the day before, because down the day before that on Wednesday, it was up huge on Tuesday and down huge on Monday. So, so as, as people started understanding the gravity of, of, the, of the markets, they've been selling. So was this individual investors panicking and dumping stocks? And the answer is yes to some extent because too many individuals, too many retirement plans were being mismanaged and they were overweighted in the stock market. Uh, over the last couple weeks, actually over the last couple months, we've been saying, look, we're witnessing the death of indexing. Indexing is coming to an end. And we're going to talk some more about that and some of the ramifications for that right here back when I get back right here on the Max Health Savings Show.
Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512NewMedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, we, uh, if you have a question or comment, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. I think that's what, I think it's Frank did. Hello, Frank. You had a question for us. Yes, sir. Good morning, Ted. I had a question about gold with all the calamity in the markets. Gold's dropped from just under 1600 down about 1529 I was just wondering what your thoughts were. Uh, you know, that's a good question. Uh, I, I tell you what, I still like gold. What you're looking at is you're going to see an enormous number of of, uh, of central banks and governments around the world throwing massive amounts of money at the problem. Here's what we had. The, the, the gold plunge in the last two days dramatically. Uh, but if you look at, tre- at, at, if you look at like the TLT, which is the Treasury ETF, just because it's simple, we'll lose, in the last four days, it, it went from 160 down to about 153. If you look at other government bonds, they sold off. And what what I think we saw happen is I think there's some hedge funds in trouble, or some big uh, big funds out there that are in trouble and are in in they're forced to dump everything, including treasuries and gold. And this this is a sign to me of tremendous amount of of, of uh, stress in the financial markets. Now. Uh, I I I, th- I think it's going to come back in here pretty quickly. I think it's going to sell down now, but once people see what's happening, I, I think you're going to see the, the the gold and the silver go up because every country out there is going to be printing money. The central bank before this is, and I'm going to expand upon this in a minute. I think you're looking at they're going to have to spend four trillion dollars to try to stabilize this thing, and I'm going to expand upon this in a minute. So I like gold and silver. Okay, thank you very much. So long term, it's okay. still a buy. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's actually, yeah, I mean, the money that's going to be spent is going to be unbelievable. Yeah, and I think so. The other thing I think is going to happen is I believe you're going to get a currency that's going to get in trouble. I've always said I didn't know which one, the the yen, the the euro, the pound, or the Chinese yuan, or in theory, the dollar. I, I tell you, I think it could be the euro. I think the euro is in big trouble uh look, the, the Europeans are looking like they don't know what they're doing over there uh the, the the Brits have left uh they're in complete state of chaos and and that currency could be in trouble so you're going to see some problems so gold should do well all right and i so, appreciate it very much 
Uh, to expand upon what I was just talking about, what we saw this week is, yes, we saw a lot of whose retirement plans were over overweighted in stocks and bonds, particularly in the indexing area, and they weren't paying, and they just started selling and got kind of paying. But that was not individuals aren't bringing down the gold market. Individuals aren't aren't sitting there causing the huge drop in the treasury markets. It, this is something else, and this is this is margin. Keep in mind, there's a lot of, of big hedge funds, a lot of big of these big major funds out there that that are running all types of, of quant programs and and uh, 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 programs that that based on this they do this. Uh, think think of long-term credit collapse uh, back a number of years back. I think it's very similar. I think there could be some people in trouble here from, based on the way the Treasury market acted and, and what what. The problem happened, the reason the market plunged on Thursday was because the Fed came in and announced up to a half, one and a half trillion dollar, uh, they were, they were going to buy, and they were going to inject into the system and buy, buy government bonds. Now, the important thing to understand is to buy, the, the Federal Reserve is not allowed by law to buy corporate bonds or, or stocks. We should be thankful for that, but, because otherwise they're, they're going to try to buy in all the stock and then control the markets. But, but so they can't do that. So there's 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 a panic going on. People are afraid they're running to safety in here. So why is it, in theory everybody should be buying government bonds? So why is the treasury market not functioning well that they have to put a trillion and a half dollars in? If you think about it, and, and the answer is simply. That the institutions are being, the hedge funds are being forced to dump, to, to dump bonds and whatever they can to raise capital. And the second thing that's happening is, is this week a number of companies started pulling down their lines of their backup lines of credit. And a lot of companies, big wall, uh, the, the stocks you have, they have a backup line of credit. So they go to the bank and go, look, we're in pretty good shape. But you never know what happens. We'd like a backup line of credit. And so the bank goes, okay, we'll give you, you know, a half a billion or two, three billion dollar line of credit. You can pull down whenever you want. Well, most people don't pull that down unless it's an emergency. Well, the problem is all of these companies are pulling that down. Boeing pulled down all their lines of credit earlier this week, over $10 billion, I believe. Once that happened, all these... CFO, CFO, the chief financial officer, suddenly got a phone call from the CEOs of their companies and the president's going, hey, hey, Bob, how are we doing? What do we need? To, what do we, how's our cash level? Well, it's going down some. Business is slowing. And, and two things, halt the stock buyback program. Should we pull down our line of credit? I don't know. Well, I don't. And what they're doing, Boeing just pulled their down. So all these people are pulling lines of credit. Well, the banks have got to sell treasuries and other things. To, to, to meet these emergency lines of credit. So the Fed is injecting money in the system. I know this is a little complicated, but what I want you to understand is if they're, if they're having to inject money in the treasury market, that's a real problem. Uh, so what about the corporate bond market and, and what about the high-yield bond market, which is also corporate, but the high-yield investment-grade bond markets, where if you've listened to the show, we said there's a huge problem with over-levered companies, and there's going to be a liquidity issue. So we think we were, we've been looking at some maybe trying to buy some bonds for some of our clients to take advantage of this opportunity. These are the spreads I'm seeing on some bonds. I can buy the bond at $0.82 cents on the dollar, or but if I sit if, – if, if if I have the bonds to sell to out there, we're looking at seventy two cents, and that's a ten dollar spread. Five dollars; those are enormous spreads uh, on on the treasury market. And so, I don't think we're getting really good pricing from the corporate and the high yield market. I don't think that's true pricing. I think they're pricing to the model instead of pricing to the market, which they'd like to do, but the market is not there right now. And, and, and so there's real problems in these markets. We, we, at Max Out Savings Advisors, we hold our clients' assets at TD Ameritrade. And, and so we look at their systems, and so we can see where the buy, where the bonds, when I, I have to sell or buy bonds for our clients, we go to the system, and typically there's three big bids and four big bids. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's 1% away. Sometimes it's less. Uh, this depends 
Uh, and, then, and then we're, we're typically buying an institutional size block, so we'll call up our traders and say, look, what can we do? And they'll work the deal. A five and 10 point spreads on bonds, particularly in the oil sector, is, is, is extraordinary. So what we're seeing is a lot of dislocation out there, a lot of nervousness, and a lack of liquidity. This is liquidity is another thing that we've talked about on our show and written tremendous amounts in our max out savings and put what we felt there was going to be liquidity issues in the corporate bond, in particular the high yield bond sector. Um, and uh, and so we we've even looked at some of the some of we you know have a mutual fund. One of our mutual funds was down a little bit. I'm like, why is this down? It should be going up. And it turned out it had a small amount of a uh, very small amount of, of high yield bonds. And so we're pretty much out of the sector. We're in treasuries. We're in uh, short term bond funds. We're in treasury money markets. We're in uh, T bill funds and different things like that. But even then, you've got to watch it. So it shows you the level of financial instability out there right now. And they're going through that. Uh, trillion and a half dollars that the Fed has come in. I think you're probably going to spend them at least, see the government spend at least a half a billion to half a tr- uh, 500 million to a trillion dollars in a bailout. So that's 2.5. They're going to probably have to come in with more money. I think you're looking into $4 trillion into the system, which is, I think you could see eventually you're going to see it's somewhat deflation. We're in a deflationary world, but is it, they're going to have to try to do something to pump this up. So what, so what to look for going forward is, is I think in a continued choppy market, it's difficult to buy in here. And uh, you've got to take advantage. So t- it's like, Ted, what do you buy? This is just my theory on it. This is, I give you some ideas we're looking at. We're looking at strong financial companies with good, solid balance sheets that can ride this out because they'll be able to take advantage of the situation when, th- when, when things get better because other, some of the other companies won't be in as good a shape. And the other thing to do is you want companies that have a big sell-off. As an example, the, the tech sectors had a sell-off, but the tech sectors had a, a, a huge run. And so how many computers and, and, and software systems and everything else are they going to sell when companies are working from home? They're just trying to keep their factories working. They're not going to be meeting with, with corporate executives to, to do big deals. And then 30, 40 days from now when this thing comes back and the business starts picking up again, it's going to be a number of months. They're they're expensive. If you look at some of the capital, uh, more intensive companies, you look at some of the more economic sensitive. Some of these things have just been completely blown up. If you look at some of the oils, oils dropped fifty percent in the last uh, three you know three or four weeks in as as the coronavirus spread around the world. Well, there's some very strong oil companies that have plunged in prices. The drops in some of these oil some of these major oil companies are trading at uh at levels before the the, the financial collapse in 08. I mean, they weren't even close to this in the crisis in 08. And, and and so there's some opportunities in the oil and gas sector because everybody on Wall Street has 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 drank this uh, you know, Jim Jones, Guyana Kool-Aid about the oil and gas industries going away in 10 years. And they've all bought into the social, ju- they're all social justice warriors on Wall Street and at BlackRock funds. And so they've been dumping these things. So that's probably the opportunity. So what, what, what you have to do, you've got to kind of look through these things and try to figure out. But I think you've got to be very careful with this market, with this type of volatility it's not a good situation because we don't know quite how the coronavirus is going to work through. Now, you know, and we're going to kind of expand upon that a little bit more. So, so again, what you want to continue to do is look for high quality. I think there's going to be back in a way, we made an enormous amount of money in the corporate bond sector. It was actually Oh nine when things just started collapsing. and we started buying into the bonds and got phenomenal returns for our clients. But, you got to get there. You got to get the prices down. They're trying to hold the bonds up by by keeping the, the bid and the ask at, at tremendous levels. That's going to have to collapse down, and, and which means the ask prices are going to drop more. And, and, and so you could see you're going to see some opportunities, but we're not quite there yet. Uh, the other thing you have to watch there is: Are we going to see some federal? There's rumors of federal loan guarantees for some industries. We'll have to sort of see how that goes. The, the, the problem the White House has and the Federal Reserve has is is that so many companies 
have just been recklessly run with no no. We we write about the the the, the ant in the grasshopper in our most recent uh, Max Out Savings report. It, this is really an ant in the grasshopper world, and there are so many grasshopper companies. If you remember, the ants were working diligently storing food for for when when you know the winter came and times were bad, where the grasshopper was hopping around buying back corp buying back company stock and running up debt. It, and so there have they got a lot of companies they're dealing with. They also, as as the coronavirus sets in, business slows down dramatically. We're going to see some cities in some type of lockdown fashions. It, it, we have to put the virus down. And so they've got to do something to help working people in the country this time. And, and so they're going to have to come up with some type of proposal uh, to help those people out. In, in this world, look, we talked about this over the last three weeks. We've been saying, look, this is going to take a World War II type of effort. We've been saying World War II since January of this year. People thought that we were wrong. We said, no, it's going to take a World War II type effort where we pulled together. When we pulled together in a World War II type effort, we do things that nobody thought is possible. It's, we do amazing things, but we have to get there. And so we're in the process of getting there right now. We're, going to, we're, we're, we're in the process of, of building, re- rescuing the supply chains building out additional uh, supplies for masks, gowns, medical equipment, uh, protecting the, the border, shutting down tra- uh, travel. Uh, and, and, and so these we're all moving, uh, working on, they're, they're moving into freight phase three trials on drugs, something that typically took three years. They're getting in two or three weeks. Do we have a question? Okay. Uh, Nick, there's... Okay. Hey, Tom, you had a question for us. Yes, good morning. Yes, Ted, I uh, wanted to follow up a little bit about the oil companies because I've been thinking exactly the same thing. Um, you know, you've got solid companies like Exxon and Chevron have taken such a, a big hit, and, you know, I don't think they're going away. I think there's an old cliche yeah. about, you know, wait till there's blood in the streets, and I'm thinking there's blood in the streets with the oil companies, and uh, I guess, you know, is this a time to, to jump in on some of those, or do you see that they're still too risky? The big ones, like the two you mentioned, I think you can start coming in now. I think Chevron maybe gets a little low. I think Exxon's pretty low. The question is, Exxon cut the dividend. Uh, the uh, I listened to one of their top. I think it was the CEO earlier this week, uh, and, and, and he made some comments. I don't think they realized it was going to go to this level. That look, we can we can look. They've been aggressive. They've had a very aggressive capital budget. Keep in mind their their project in Guyana is coming in. That's a huge, right, I've read about that. Guess, and, and so that huge discovery they've got. So the question is, did they cut the debt, the 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 uh, dividend? It's nine percent. I mean, you, you know, uh, it, it is Exxon. They, I think there's a possibility, but if you look what happened to Shell, they wait. They never cut their dividend. I think Exxon's going to fight as much as possible. They might do a small dividend cut, but I mean, I, I think at this level. The, the the Chevron and the Exxon, those are better. We've got to be a little more careful with some of the the mid-level and lower-level companies. Those are going to be speculative. And, and the key on those is take a look at their bonds and see where they're trading, and they'll give you a good idea what you're dealing with. Yeah, and I was going to also ask you, you know, it seems like BP and Shell have taken a bigger hit, and I, you know, then say the U.S. companies – and I don't know if that's because they're European, but, you know, all these companies are global. So any idea why you feel like BP and Shell have taken a bigger hit than, say, uh, Exxon and Shell? Uh, uh, a couple things. Uh, B, uh, BP and Shell are, are, are European companies. Uh, the Europe, Europeans have drank the climate change Kool-Aid, so they're not as likely to protect those companies. I think the French will with Total, but the other two. There's a possibility that, that I think you could see Shell cut their dividend. they got a lot of debt. Uh, in in BP, I haven't looked at as much. I, I just like the American companies because they're going to be have the protection of the United States. Also, I think their balance sheets are in better shape. Okay, yeah, I was thinking even if they cut their dividend in half, that's still looking pretty good compared to what you can get in a fixed market. Yeah, look, I, I, I can't emphasize enough how Wall Street has really gone off the deep end with this social uh, social governance environmental routine, and they're all trashing Exxon and the big oil, so they've been dumping them. And, and, and so I, I, I think that's one of the more interesting opportunities in the market. 
Because oil and gas are going to be around for a long time just as the chemical business. And and, and the final thing is we've seen what happens when we rely on Chinese chemical companies to supply different things for us. So, you know. Yep. Yeah, I I think those are interesting. Yeah, I agree with all that 100%. Uh, Thanks for the insight. Okay, thanks a lot, Tom. If you have any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here at the Max South Savings. You know what? I think we're coming up here on a, on a quick break. Uh, one final thing. If our website is down, we're having some problems with it, uh, but you can call us at the office and leave a message. We'll get back to you or we'll put you on the, on the newsletter, the free newsletter. It's 713-627-0400. That's 713-627-0400. We'll be right back to the Max Out Savings Show. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulic-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. And uh, a, a couple things. Uh, as we said, our website is down. We're working on it. Uh, you can just call us at the office if you'd like some help. We, we can help you manage your IRA or 401k, I mean, your IRA rollover. Uh, and uh, just let us know. Uh, you can request an, off, uh, an appointment at the office. Our phone number is 713-627-0400. That's 713-627-0400. We'll be in the office this week. And so if you want to get in, uh, I, you know, give us a call. We're trying to get, we've got a lot of people wanting to come in. And, and so, uh, but let us know at 713-627-0400. And, uh, the, the coronavirus. Look, the pro- our problem is is, is twofold. We, we've got a stock market that was at record highs in a financial system that was over levered, and then the coronavirus has come in, and it's a the, the black swan. You know, we didn't know what was going to trigger it, but we knew something was going to trigger it. And so, the, the coronavirus continues to spread. We did, today 
uh, Spain declared a state of emergency and are locking down the country. I mean, it's evidently some of the flights come going into into some of the uh, areas, particularly the resort areas in, in Spain. They they turned them around in midair, and so I think you've got to be careful. I actually got to make a phone call uh, to someone that, that they were heading over into Asia later today, and I'm like, I had to tell them I'm sure you want to go, uh, but. Uh, you know, one of the safer areas, but th- but this kind of shows you what you're dealing with, and you've got to be careful traveling because you could get locked down, and 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 you want to be real careful. I, I if you notice, the president shut down as of Friday, flying back from Europe, and he exempted the UK. I think one of the reasons because he said it, they're doing a better job. Well, I think the reason is there's so many Americans trying to get out of there. They're trying to bring some of them back into the country, but you just got to be very careful. The, what we said when we first started talking about this virus back in January, we said, look, what we have to do is buy time. We'll beat this thing. We have to buy time. If everybody gets this virus here over the next three or four weeks, you're going to see the hospitals overwhelmed, and then then the uh, the death rate goes up. If you look at the death rate in Korea, it, it's like uh, had some numbers. This is very interesting. Is the the death rate in Korea is about 0.2, 0.3%. But if, if you look at uh, if you look at the uh, at the death rate in some other countries, it's about 3.4. It's it's as high as uh, as close to six percent in some countries. And so, what is the difference? The difference is is Korea has more hospital beds. They have a better they have a better uh, system, uh, a healthcare system. And they, and they were able to shut the virus down. So if somebody gets it, they treat it very quickly. The, you know, part, the, the cities that have it are under lockdown. So the key to this is, as we said, buy time, lock down the city so it doesn't spread and overwhelm the healthcare system. Then instead of, of, of 0.75 uh, for good healthcare, it goes up to be about 3.6% mortality rate. And that's a lot higher. And, and so we can deal with this. Now, what we're going to see happen, remember we talked a few minutes earlier on the show about, about the, uh, some of these phase three trials. When a drug gets, has to be approved, it goes phase one, phase two, phase different type of phases, phase three human testing. That typically takes two, three years to get this done. They're, getting, they're, they're improving these things in a week or two. They're rushing these things in, into phase three trials now. There's a number of, of, of drugs out there for treatment that are in trials in China, in Italy, in the United States right now, moving at light speed to get everything to, to get it. So, so what we're looking for is we're looking for within the next couple of weeks and say, look, this is the treatment that works. And so, what we just need to do is we need to just make sure that we can get people treated in an efficient fashion. And 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 and, and, and so that so that's that's how we're kind of doing. I think we're making very good products. Uh, Gilead's drug looks very interesting. Uh, we should have some results in a couple weeks on that. There's a, uh, a, a quinoline or something, a, 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 more, a malaria drug they're having good results with. So within two months or so, we're going to find some pretty good ways to treat it. Then we're going to be in good shape. A vaccine's probably a year or two away, but, but I think we'll be able to handle this. So we just buy time and, and, and pull out the thing. And it's called pushing down the curve because in a pandemic, you get a, a huge spike doubling every two days of, 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 of the, of the uh, people that get the virus. And what that does is that overwhelms everything. If you push that spike down so it doesn't go up exponentially, you can work through it. So I think you're looking at a month or two. We're going to see business slow down dramatically in that time frame, but we're going to get through this. The president has declared a state of emergency, which means if anything needs to get done, they're going to get it done. They're going to be waiving rules, regulations all over the place. And, and again, go back to World War II. We were bombed by the Japanese. We had a little bitty army and navy. Half our navy was destroyed in the Pacific. And the reason they bombed it, and the reason why Germany declared war, they figured these guys could never get back up on their feet and beat us. And we did extraordinary things in unbelievably short times and defeated the Japanese and the Germans at the same time. And it's going to be the same thing with this, and we're going to beat it. But everybody's now pulling together. We talked about the president was going to declare a state of emergency last week. We said probably this week he's going to declare the state of emergency. So I think we're doing a good job of keeping you up to date and what to expect next. Uh, 
last segment of the show. If you have any questions or comments, give us a call if you want to get in. I'd like to hear from your questions because it kind of it gives an eye of what I'm not covering and what you'd like to hear. 713-339-1070 is the number. 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Savings Show. Okay, what to expect next? A couple things. You're going to see more cities locked down. You're going to see huge a number of things. A lot of stuff is going to be starting to get done very quickly. The government's moving at top fashion. Uh, uh, almost every state is now close to a, a declaring an emergency. The president's declared the emergency. Things are going to start getting done. Next week, you're going to see some plans from the government from on how to backstop or try to help out some particularly airlines and some and some people that are really in trouble. We're going to see we've seen one bill coming out. We're going to see another bill how to help people laid off. Now we would hope it's Oh, great. I had a question for us. Hi there. How are you? Good, hey, good. I'm, uh, I may have missed this cuz I missed the first part of your show, but I'm fairly heavy into gold. Could you Comment on whether that looks good or not, or other things are better right now. Yeah, that that's a good. We already had someone call, but this is good because I think it's an important question. What we saw this week was was problems with institutions and uh, margin issues with big institutions, and they were forced to dump gold and silver, but not just gold and silver. John, it was they were also being forced to dump treasuries, and this is why the Fed had to come in with an emergency one point. $5 trillion monetary push into the treasury market to get it functioning. I think these there's a lot of countries in trouble. There's going to be currencies in trouble. Every country in the world is going to start spending money. The, the Germans, which haven't turned loose the dime on anything, have now announced they're going to start to go into deficit spending. Uh, this is going to be, over time, very bullish for precious metals. It's going to be very choppy in here over the next couple of weeks, and then it should start a substantial move higher. Yeah, that's what I was suspicious of. So thank you for clarifying that. I appreciate it. Sure thing. Yeah, that's what we're dealing with. Look, there there was wholesale dumping of everything. Treasuries, uh, up, up until this week, stocks were going down and bonds were going up and gold were going up. And then all of a sudden, when the margin calls started hitting, you saw a dumping of gold and silver in treasuries. Good call. Thank you for the call. You bet. Thank you. The, the, uh, so, so we're, so I, I think the precious metals are going to work higher. Same with the socks for now, they're going to be choppy, but what we're doing, we're pulling things together. We're moving forward. We're going to see another program to help out working people that are laid off. Now, here's one thing I think that's important. If you've got a company, uh, particularly a major company that's making money, they ought not to be laying people off, quite frankly. And, and this is an emergency situation. I understand some companies that can't keep afloat, but nobody wants to hear about how they're hitting record profits or good profits or better than expected profits when they've laid off. Oh, great. Hello. Question for us. Yes, um, what I want to know is when is the Fed going to stop dropping that interest rate that keeps coming down and down, and when is it going to do a reversal so we can get some money off of our CDs? That, that, and that's going to be a while. They're probably going to cut again next week. Uh, they're going to probably launch, the government's probably going to launch some backstops on, on, on some companies that need financial help. Uh, and they're going to take rates to zero. One positive thing was the European uh, Central Bank did not cut rates. They're trying QE and other things because they have negative rates that haven't worked. So, so the understanding is that negative rates are, 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 don't work, so we shouldn't see them here. So we're probably going to see another drop in rates just because this is pretty much of a financial panic they're trying to control. So rates are going to go up. I think you're probably looking at six months out. But right now it's at what point? Eight something. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, this, I'm just. I haven't paid much attention. So we're so busy this week, but yeah, somewhere okay. in there. I, I, I think it's is, about point. I think it's uh, about one percent. They're they're going to take them lower. Is there a positive possibility that they could even drag it down into a negative area? For a very short term, that Bernanke, uh, Ben Bernanke, and Janet Yellen want to go negative. I believe. I know Bernanke. I think believes it's. Uh, but I think uh, uh, Chairman Powell does not, and I think that the, the re people are coming to the consensus that negative rates did nothing for Europe over the last decade, and you got to try something else. 
But wouldn't that be very bad for the economy to be in a negative interest rate? Oh, it'd be extremely bad. Look, the banking system in Europe I, I, is in very serious trouble because they, they've had negative rates and they've not been able to make any money over there for the last decade. If we have negative rates in this country, you can kiss the financial system goodbye over the next 10 years. Another thing I see real quick is very strange is the credit card rates are still extremely high when all this is going on. You know, they're not giving a break to anybody with, you know, someone I know just applied for a credit card with Wells Fargo and they got a 28.99. I think the government's going to have to step in on the credit card. Look, you can't have the Federal Reserve taking rates to zero and then have the banks not cutting credit card rates. I think that's going to have to be taken a look at. I think you're going to see something happen on that eventually. They, they oh, look, I, I want, I, don't get me wrong. I want the bank, the, I want the banks to make money, but some of these things are ridiculous. And if our Federal Reserve is going to drop rates on savers, then they certainly, the banks should certainly reciprocate on credit cards. Well, of course. I mean, you know, they're, they've got control of the people's money, too. So. Okay, thank you. Okay. Thanks, Ann. Bye. Good question. Uh, look, coming up on the end. So I expect more volatility, expect uh, more big announcements from the government. I think try to backstop some companies. The Fed is going to make more announcements. I think it's going to take about $4 trillion. The problem is they don't know how much they're going to have to close down. And can they control kind of a panic right now? So you want to be continue to be cautious. You want to buy rock-solid companies, what own treasuries, treasury money markets, uh, those type of things are going to be your better, safer plays in short-term bonds in this environment. I think a little later over the next couple of weeks, month or so, you're going to get some great opportunities, but you still want to maintain caution. You know, we, we sold, we, we've been very fortunate. We lightened up ahead of this. And then even Friday, we sold something for, we had for some of our clients just because I, I was concerned they were not, they might have some debt issues and issue stock. And I think you're going to see more of that. So anyway, that's it. A couple things. Remember, our website is down. So if you need some help, uh, we can we can help you with your uh, with your retirement right now. Uh, just go to the web. Uh, go to our our call us on the phone number at seven one three 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 seven one three six two seven zero four hundred. That's seven one three six two seven zero four hundred. Also, call me up. You can request the newsletter. Uh, either uh, leave it or just uh, give me your phone number. We'll call you back and we'll sign. It's a free newsletter. It's going to be coming out again this week. Remember, our motto and philosophy, save aggressively, invest conservatively. You want to continue to be cautious in these markets. And, you know, if you need some help, I'd like to help you. Anyway, hope everyone has a good week. And we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Saving Show. Woman, you know that I miss you, and I can't